get clear within you. What do you want to do? Who do you want to support? And maybe your ideal client has changed a little bit. Maybe you do need to tweak and maybe your one-year program is not working, but maybe a three-month program is working because people need to get momentum. So what can you do now to support people in a way that feels aligned, in a way that makes you happy, in a way that people get results? You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders, and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, Christine. It's so awesome to have you joining me here today. Thank you so much for having me, Sam. I am so, super excited to have this conversation. Me too. I love talking about sales, especially when we're talking to the queen of the sales success mindset herself. (laughs) So this is going to be very exciting. But before we dive into today's topic, why don't you tell us a little bit about the kinds of people that you work with? And I'd also like to know how you got here. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) What a question to start with. (laughs) So um, yeah, I I usually work with heart-centered, impact-driven entrepreneurs Um, like coaches, um, consultants, healers, creatives, all those people who have an amazing, amazing gift, want to bring it to the world, but they are afraid of sales Hmm. or they are reluctant to sales. Sales never, ever feels good to them. And they tried so many things and it just seems they can't get to, to get the sales piece right, which then holds them back in their companies, right? Mm. They, maybe they have achieved a certain level of success, but it's just not going because now they're self-sabotaging or they can't even get like off of the ground because they, they don't have their sales piece in place. Mm-hmm. And well, how did I get here? Such a great question. To make it short, <laughs> obviously that has been a uh, an evolution over the years. But um, in my job um, as a sales director or as somebody who sold high ticket life events over the phone, I woke up this one morning that that so many of us have. Mm -hmm. And I realized, or I asked myself the question, is it all there is? And somehow I had the feeling of, no, there's more. Mm-hmm. there's um, an even better life. There's more to experience. There's more to learn. So I kind of put myself onto the self-development path. And there I really discovered coaching. And when I became a coach, I realized that these heart-centered, impact-driven people that were in the same class with me that had big dreams could not really sell and did not have an idea of how to sell their services. Mm-hmm. When we had our, like we had like a one day where we were supposed to learn how to make offers as a coach and how to approach companies or how to speak with possible coaches to get them into your programs and coaching. And I felt that I was the only one in the room who was cool with the idea, mm-hmm. who did not really freak out. And everybody else was like, oh, that doesn't sound good. That feels pushy. That feels sleazy. So nobody was really into the idea that they need to sell to have a business. Mm. 
Mm. And that really, really stuck with me. And moving forward and deciding I wanted to be my own boss and finding my ideal client or soulmate client, as I call them, and getting clear on what I wanted to offer, what people would pay me for, and what would get them the most value, I discovered that helping them to sell with ease, grace, confidence, asking their price while being authentic in the process is really, really needed. Mm. So I decided to to go for that niche, so to speak, which is a pretty big niche, actually, mm-hmm. when, once you're in it. And yeah, and today I work with heart-centered, impact-driven entrepreneurs, and I help them to see that sales can be fun. They don't need a sales conversation. They can have a fun conversation and they can convert their customers into happy paying clients. Mm. I think this is so awesome because I know that when I speak to a lot of people, they say, oh, you know, money's not important to me, Sam. I just want to be happy. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's actually even difficult to get people to get that bridge between what it is that they actually want their life to look like and the amount of money that they need to make that happen. Because obviously you need a certain amount of money to, you know, pay your rent or to go on adventures. Normally when we're not in the middle of a pandemic, most of us like to travel, (laughs) you know, and that does take, that does take some money. Um, And the other side to that is that the more money we're making in our business, the more success we have in being able to share our message and you know create a greater ripple of impact which is so important to so many entrepreneurs so for people that are listening and already going that's me I'm heart-centered I want to make a big impact I really hate selling where's a really great place to start Well, I I would assume that the people that are listening, they know about self-development and they Mm -hmm. know that it all starts within. Mm -hmm. So the best place to start is to go within. I developed the sales power formula and the P in power actually stands for the past. So that's where you get started. Be really honest and get clear of where does that idea that sales is icky, pushy, sleazy, just blah, (laughs) comes from, (laughs) right? Where did that form? Most of us have made a pretty bad sales experience with some sleazy, slimy salesperson that Mm -hmm. we gave our money and we didn't get what we expected or we couldn't return something or we fell for some, I don't know, idea that didn't work out. And that kind of sticks with us. And in our subconscious, whenever we go to sell and serve, which this goes together, just as a side note, Mm -hmm. then we sabotage ourselves because we do not want to be that sleazy person. We want to be the honest one, the one that shows up, the one that delivers. And then asking for money makes it difficult because we tell ourselves those stories. Well, I'm in for the happiness, right? Money is not important to me, which I came to find out that this is total BS Mm -hmm. because you will be not happy when you do not have money. That's it. Mm -hmm. There is no way around it in this world. 
maybe you live somewhere in you know the forest or the mm -hmm. jungle and mm -hmm. you eat from nature that's fine you might be happy great but if you do live in civilization and you can listen to this show <laughs> you probably live in a house you probably have a family maybe close maybe further away and you have things to take care of and that requires money And the more money you have, the more choices you have. Mm. And the more choices you have, the happier you can be, right? Just let's imagine us too, right? If it wasn't the pandemic and we could not travel, like how would that feel? Absolutely. That right? I, when, I know that you talk a lot about values. And I know for me back oh, when I first did my values, which was a, around... I think maybe around 2010. So it was actually quite late. I'd already been in business for probably about 20 years before I did them. And it came out that one of my top three values was freedom. I know uh -huh. that if I'm not traveling, that I'm really, I'm like a caged animal in my business. Yes. Um, and, and I know that that can only happen when I've got money coming in. So you're absolutely right. And exactly. And that actually makes you happy because you're going for your soul's calling. Mm. Right? I love to travel too. And, and freedom is probably my top value mm. <laughs> um, at the moment that could be changing over time. But right now and for the past years, like freedom is so important to me. Like that's my main driver. And I do not want to feel like being caged in and I do not want for my clients to feel caged in. Mm. So the whole motivation, that's kind of the bridge people need to build for themselves to really understand by serving someone, they can only serve them when they sell something. So they are taken seriously and it also helps them to make their cup full. Like you can't mm. give from an empty cup. Mm. There's so many wonderful things you can do in this world with money. It's not about the money. I agree on that. Mm -hmm. It's what money can do for you. Yeah. And that's a, that's a puzzle piece that I think a lot of people are missing. Mm. They, they just see, well, money and they connect money with, with maybe evil or with not being like moral, like, oh my goodness, that rich person, what did they do to, to get to that point, right? Did they sell their soul or whatever? Like there's so many fairy tales around money that also block us from selling, from showing up as the best version we can be of really serving in our businesses. The more money your business has, well, the more you can do with it, mm. right? You could just, give something away like a friend of mine he has this great endeavor so he collects money and 150 dollars pay for a wheelchair in some country where the person that they can't move right mm -hmm. they just sit in their little corner and they they are not flexible at all and a wheelchair changes their life and it's only 150 bucks so if you make enough money in your business you can freely give and you can just buy a wheelchair or two or three or five or 10 or what, whatever you want to do, that person in the wheelchair, if you don't travel, you know, to unpack the wheelchairs, um, be there, nobody will ever know who that wheelchair came from. And I don't mm. think that's important. But just the thought that your business produces enough to do whatever you want to do and whatever that looks like is your business, nobody else's. Mm -hmm. 
just making sure that your business calls in that kind of money so you can transform that money into something like a wheelchair, like a plane ticket, right? Think of it like the more your cup is full, the more you can learn, the more you can afford trainings, conferences, connecting with people, the more you can grow, the more you can give. Mm. And money is just the vehicle. Mm, I love that. So how often do you see people saying that money's not important because they're not very clear on what it is that they want? How important is that piece of us as entrepreneurs needing to be clear on what exactly it is that we want our life to look like, what's important to us? You know, if we don't know those things, do do you see self-sabotage coming in? Oh, yes, definitely. Like wherever you miss clarity, you don't know where to go, right? So, I mean, you probably go off in one direction just to do something or you might just stay where you are to be afraid you're going in the wrong direction. So having that clarity and also knowing exactly what it takes, right? If I, for example, know I want to, you know, travel from Germany to Australia, well, I guess I need a thousand to pay for the flight, maybe a thousand two hundred or something. So if I wouldn't know that, well, how can I prepare for the travels if I want to go, right? How can I make sure that I can make my dreams come true? Because if my dreams come true, if I feel that bliss, that happiness, that being alive, that serving, that giving, that ease, that flow, well, guess what? Everybody that comes in touch with me, no matter if they actually purchase something or work with me, or if it just happened to sit next to me on an airplane or being in a conversation in a networking meeting, they will take more away than they will when I'm frustrated and not going for my dreams. Mm. Right? We all, we all have met these people that are so frustrated and so um, grumpy <laughs> that you know, that's not what life is about. And if you're listening and you are in a situation where your business just feels difficult, really have a look at what are you giving and what are you asking? And is that in harmony? I'm not saying take a bunch of money and run or see how much money you can get out of just one person, right? I'm saying like, what is the harmony, that balance that allows you to give value to a person and to receive an energy exchange on the other hand, so that both of you make sure the other person is better off after that interaction. Mm. I want to dive into that a little bit more because I think there's something interesting here that I've not heard anyone speak about, and I think you're the right person to ask this. You talk about us you know, needing to feel in harmony and feeling relaxed in flow. That's when money comes. But we're in this really interesting time where we're in a pandemic And there is a lot of stress around or people aren't necessarily living within their values. You and I just said, you know, obviously we can't travel at the moment. What's How are you seeing this time play out in some people's lives, some people who are very stressed because things aren't going right? Yeah. So even though we are in a situation that we have never been in before, 
I personally believe in, you know, keeping my calm and, mm-hmm. and staying, staying focused and true. This is a perfect time where you can sit down and get really, really clear, mm. right? There's a saying like, don't die with the music inside of you. And well, it's not that we're going to die, right? But obviously a lot of opportunities or possibilities at the moment have kind of died for us. Like we can't travel or we choose not to travel at the moment because, you know, traveling with a mask on my face is not that freedom that <laughs> I desire. Uh-huh. So to be clear, right, that's also a choice. Like you, you can go to some places, but it's just, I don't want to go through that hassle because, you know, with a mask on my face, I don't, I don't feel as free as I wish to feel when I go. Mm-hmm. So I decided not to go and to still wait till things are better, right? But that's a choice. And I think in in these times, getting really clear on your values, even though you might be stressed and challenged, what can you do right now to show up as the best version of yourself? What can you do to lead yourself and to lead others, right? How can you show up? Like how brave can you be? How bold can you be? How big can you dream and prepare? Because, you know, this is obviously in a pandemic, but there will be the time after the pandemic mm-hmm. and there were pandemics before. Well, guess what? This is going to be a cycle. Mm-hmm. So this is going to repeat at some point in a different way, shape or form. But if you know who you are, And if you know how you want to show up, how you want to serve, how you want your life to be, if you let that music out instead of keeping it in, you will be much better off and the stress will go away. Just trust yourself. Trust that things will work out if you take the right decisions. And talking about fear and being stressed, when you are in this state, actually, parts of your nervous system kind of close down. You produce different hormones. So when you are in the state, you cannot make the best decisions, right? That's why when, you know, when you just say criminals, we all know that from the gangster movies, right? They get that lamp in their face and they they are made uncomfortable and they are totally stressed because that is when your creative thinking kind of dies off. Mm. So if you are stressed, if you are in the situation, just think about those gangster movies and how those people might feel that get all those questions, how uncomfortable and how stressful that is. You don't want to be in that situation. So you want to find a way that even it is stressful, maybe you've lost your job, maybe your business um, is not working at the moment. What can you do to relax yourself? So you can go back to creativity. You can go back to having great ideas. You can go back to connecting with people, right? If you can't travel right now, well, guess what? There's Zoom, there's Skype, there's FaceTime, like all the different stuff. You can connect with people. You can exchange ideas and you can be that positive person that helps to spread hope. And I think that's so important when we are in situations that are not pretty, mm, mm. right? If you are also then a hatless chicken and you run with a crowd, which a lot of people are, unfortunately, at the moment, and, you know, media doesn't help to make it better. No, I definitely and not. Just, yeah, just know that you don't know if that even is the truth. 
So don't buy into everything, like get clear within you. What do you want to do? Who, you do? who do you want to support? And maybe your ideal client has changed a little bit. Maybe you do need to tweak and maybe your one-year program is not working, but maybe a three-month program is working because people need to get momentum. So what can you do now to support people in a way that feels aligned, in a way that makes you happy, in a way that people get results? Mm. Right. I, I'm just in the middle of a group coaching that's um, a three months program. And one person in week three has already tripled the amount she's paid for the program because she decided with a little bit of my help <laughs> to not wait to get her program out in uh, October, but to do it now. Mm. And guess what? Her clients were ready. Right. So just what can, what can you do? Like ask yourself, what can you do today to support someone on their journey? Mm. I love that. And I think it's, you know, a, a fantastic time to actually take a step back and really feel into, am I on the right path? Am I doing what I love? Am I working with clients that light me up? Am I doing the work that inspires me? Am I being creative? Can I take some time out and innovate and come up with something new? I think it's all fantastic, fantastic yeah. advice. Let's, let's talk about pricing. I think that a lot of, or I feel that a lot of people that are heart-centered, you know, and they're, they're people that are coming from a beautiful place. A lot of times they, they find it really difficult to price their products and price their products, I often see, way too low. Can you mm -hmm. talk us through um, how what how do you work with people to come up with a price for their product hmm. because i think this is just such a huge it's a huge kettle of fish this one pricing yes it, it is and <laughs> we can talk about this for hours absolutely i know because <laughs> i've spoken it, yeah. with you about <laughs> this before <laughs> but you know i want to give your audience obviously something they can put into practice right now mm. so what I teach my clients, the, the first step is you have to recognize and see your own value. It's not about your product, mm -hmm. right? The product you kind of throw out, so to speak, might have taken you a day in creation, a week, maybe a month, whatever it is. It's not important. But the person who was able to create that program in such a short time was very, very long in the making. Mm -hmm. So when you do low pricing, I'm not saying low pricing is bad. If you decide you want to do this for some valid reason, that's totally fine. But if you price because you don't dare to price higher or you are afraid that people will not pay for it, then something is wrong with that internal value system where you do not see what you already have accomplished. Mm. Because to become the person that you are right now took years, right? It took years to learn your skills. It took years to get all these experience that only you have, that you have brought together in this very moment of time when you create that program. So stop seeing like, you know, I'm really great with X, Y, and that. That's your gift. So obviously you can do that all day long. 
you would be totally fine if you would not charge for it. People would just take it. They do whatever you tell them. They get results and they love you for the rest of their lives. Reality is just that people will probably take it, but they will not do a lot with it. Yes, absolutely. So getting clear on your value and, and, and what made you the person that you are, including, right, which school did you go to? How often did you study? How often did you do your homework? Like how often did you sit down and did not something else? Like, you know, these opportunity costs, like you decided to walk down this path that made you the person you are today. You probably have invested in yourself. You have invested time, money, sweat, tears, laughter, like, you know, all, all of it. And that needs to, you need to take that into consideration when you price, mm. because your potential clients are getting that shortcut that you have been through, like maybe 10 years, 20, 30, maybe 50, right? I have some clients who, who have passed 60 years of age and they are creating a really cool company right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm so excited for them, but just imagine all the experience that's going into what they have to offer where you can learn from their wisdom, that should be paid for. Mm. That is an energy exchange. So you cannot just see that little piece. Maybe you became a coach and you coach for a couple of years. Well, but what about all the other experiences who mm. led you into becoming a coach and now coaching, right? So, so have a whole look at your life and really think about it. How much money and time have you invested to become the person that you are? And I'm quite sure that will be probably more than 10,000, probably like mm -hmm. 50 or maybe even several hundreds of thousands of dollars um, that you don't see. And then once you are clear around that, the next question is, and what kind of value do you give your clients? What are they getting? And then please look deeper. It's not just on the surface. It's not just your client, but the client is also touching other people's lives. Right? That can be their spouse, their children, their parents, right? their, their family. But it can also be that they work with someone who then gets even more amazing value because they have leveled up. Mm. Right? So that's like in the future. So what is possible when someone works with you? Not just in that moment, right? Because oftentimes you probably help people to have a transition, right? To have a process. And we all know processes sometimes can be pretty fast, but sometimes they can take a longer period of time. So when you think about your pricing, also think about it, what happens when that process is over? What else is your client getting out of it? And what is that worth? And then set your price point. Now, you just mentioned then value for clients, that they're, that you know, people that have been delivering the expertise for many, many years, what is the value you're delivering? What do you mean by value? Do you mean like a 30 minutes, you know, one-on-one -on -one session and a workbook or are you talking about a transformation? I'm, I'm talking about the transformation. Nobody cares about your 30 second, uh, 30 second, <laughs> 30 minutes <laughs> and your workbook, right? If you so this is how I see it because I had interesting, uh, Sam, I just had this conversation last week with a client helping her with her mindset because I told her like when you break it down per hour, 
I'd rather pay someone a thousand dollars or maybe two thousand or more per hour if I knew my challenge would have been solved、mm-hmm. instead of paying someone a hundred dollars an hour and then having to work with them for half a year, <laughs> right? Because my time. And that's again, again, value. How do you value your time? How do you value yourself? Right? Are you someone who believes, and that starts in everyday life?、Um, let's, you know, just an example. Like, are you the one not buying the star- strawberries because they are a dollar more because it's early in the season or whatever, or they came from further away because you don't value yourself and you are not worth that dollar? Or are you the one who's going for the best? And then, are you the person who also shows up for your clients as the best version? And I think when you see how that all plays together, right? I, you know, I used to be the one like thinking, ah,、oh, no, that that's too expensive. I really feel like having some strawberries, but、mm, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to spend that kind of money. And then you know, with the personal development, it was what I learned. Then at some moment, I was like, "Am I kidding myself?、Hmm. Like, shouldn't I have that strawberry because it's going to make me happy, and because I'm happy, I will make other people happy?、Mm-hmm. It's amazing、right? when you break it down like that, right? And I think、yeah. that so many people get caught thinking value is what they're adding into a program. I need to add this in, and I need to give people more time, and they see that as value. Where exactly what you said, I would rather pay someone more money and have my problem solved instantly. I remember、oh. seeing. I remember seeing on Twitter one day it said something like, and I can't remember word for word, but it was something like, just because I solved your Problem in ten minutes doesn't mean that it's not worth anything. That is twenty years of knowledge that meant that I was able to solve that problem in in ten minutes. So,、yeah. you know, you're not charging a small amount because it's ten minutes. You're charging a big amount because you were able to solve it quickly. Yeah, totally agree. Like, think of the outcome. And the the more I get to know people who are really successful, and who have created amazing businesses through interviews like we are doing right now, or like people I interview, it's really interesting to see the more or the richer people are, the more they value their time.、Mm. And that's something to just be mindful of, no matter where you are on your journey. Right? I'm not judging, but just look at it. Earlier in my career, I had more time to avoid to spend more money that I did not have、mm-hmm. or did not feel I could organize. But the more I grew with that personal development stuff, right, the more mindful I become of really valuing my time,、mm. because that time is worth so much. Right, I can spend it gossiping with someone for half an hour, or I can just coach someone for half an hour that then changes or transforms his life or her life, and all of a sudden, like, really has a breakthrough in their business. And because and they have a breakthrough in their business, they serve more people, and the world becomes better. 
Uh, and that's what I was going to say. That's where the ripple of impact comes in, where mm-hmm. that person gets the transformation and they inspire the next person. And that person inspires five people and those five people inspire another five people. And before we know it, the world is a better place. And yeah. so many people say, oh, you know, one, one person can't change the world. But I say, well, who says? Yeah. Well, you've got to start somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. And I think when you manage by your behavior, by your actions to just inspire one single person, you never, ever know where that leads to. Mm. It's like the story of the girl that's walking along the beach and she picked, there's jelly, uh, there's starfish all over the beach and she's picking them up and throwing them into the ocean. And someone says, how can, why are you wasting your time? There's so many starfish you know, what difference is that going to make? And she throws the next starfish in and says, well, it mattered to that one. Mm, Totally true. Yeah. And oftentimes we don't know, right? Because, you know, when you're on social media and you don't know who reads your posts, Mm -hmm. you don't know who follows your link. You don't, well, you know where, who you know when somebody picks up your freebie, obviously, or your Mm -hmm, your mm -hmm. gift. But you usually don't really know. There's so many more people seeing your things and being influenced by them who don't say anything. Mm. And for a very long time, you know, especially when I started, I was pretty frustrated. Like, you know, like three likes. Well, great. Like, why did I write this post for? Um, But then over time, you realize there's so many more people who reach out later or maybe never to tell you something about you that you might hardly remember that you said or that you've done and that has inspired them to take a certain action and now they're so much better off. And I just think it's so beautiful because we've been all on the receiving end as well. Mm -hmm. I know for sure that I have read some things or watched some YouTube videos and stuff that really has had an impact on my life, thinking in a different way and then all of a sudden getting different results. So I think it like getting really, really clear, like what we said earlier, especially in this time, sit down and be honest to yourself and really make that differentiation. What's yours and what do you feel is expected of you? Because the fear of rejection, the fear of not being loved, um, like feeling like, you know, a weirdo or an outcast, or whatever. <laughs> um, that's pretty strong. That's yeah. a strong motivator not to go for your dreams. The question is, does it really matter? For for other people, it doesn't matter if you go for your dreams or not. Mm, mm. But for you, it does. And and just know that every time you do something that makes your heart thing, somebody else will be better off too because they come in touch with one of your ideas or hang out with you or start working with you. And, and you are just this big inspiration, this delightful person that they you know want to spend their time with and and learn from and I don't think there's anything more beautiful than you know being in that state of bliss and flow as long as we can obviously I haven't met anybody who's there all the time (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it's it's a journey and it's a decision so the question is what what are you deciding today like like right now I think that once you make the decision, there's another piece that's added on. And I think that this is a really important piece is that once we've decided that and we've, we've been inspired within, it's 
we need to put ourselves into a situation where we're supported in that, surrounding ourselves with the right people, surrounding ourselves with the right thinking, um, you know, making sure that the, the messages that are incoming really are in alignment with what it is that we're trying to create that supports the kind of person that we want to be. Uh, and I wanted to say right now that for anyone that's enjoying this conversation, you can hear more of Christine uh, interviewing some amazing guests and also um, talking or sharing her ideas on her own on her Heart Cells podcast, uh, which is on iTunes. And, you know, I think it's really important to be listening to and surrounding ourselves with the right people that supports who it is that we're trying to become. Yeah, yeah. Like your environment is everything, right? There's a saying like you become the average of the five people you surround yourself with. And, and once I understood that, I was like, whoa, who do I surround myself with right now? Mm-hmm. And what do I need to change to attract the right people that are already much further along, right? Because then it's so much easier to become the average. If you hang out with like amazing, successful people and you know, you just only need like five of them to inspire you, to uplift you, to kind of push you or pull you um, to go to that place where you want to be, you get there so much faster. Mm. How Once you figured that out for yourself, how did you or what did you look for to, fo- to put yourself in those sort of situations? Yeah, great question. Well, once I figured that out, first of all, I was really afraid to take action because I thought, oh my goodness, like I'm going to lose all of these people in my life. Mm. Um, and, you know, letting go is not such an easy thing. But what I did is I did not have the right people in my life, right? So I I did not have a lot of entrepreneurs or people who openly shared of, you know, their success stories and their failures so I could learn. So what I really did is I started to invest. I paid to be in places where these people hang out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that helped me to make those connections that helped me to see and that also helped me to grow so much faster that I probably couldn't have done on my own. Mm-hmm. And then being really mindful of who do I allow in my life right now? Mm. And who is kind of like fading out because, you know, you don't want to call someone and say, well, you know, I'm on that self-development path and I'm going to be a different person in like three months. So I have to say goodbye to you. Yeah. <laughs> Right, that doesn't make any sense. So, but interestingly, you will notice over time that the topics and the excitement and the passion you you maybe used to share with someone has shifted because you have walked a different path and now you're drifting like very far apart from that person. So you can still love them, you can send them or, or wish them all the best, but just stop hanging out with them every moment Mm. and you know I decided like I'd rather read like a really good book instead of hanging out and having a coffee somewhere with people who were not in the self-development field or were not interested in in learning and evolving so naturally like the more I said no the more I could say yes 
to all the amazing new opportunities that came my way. Mm. And I think, I, I think that's really important. I think it's really important to to keep that in mind that the more you say no, the more you can say yes, because I think all of us at some point in our life hold on to things for too long and they don't serve yeah. us. And, and we can see that in retrospect that, that we've done that. But I remember um, one of my coaches one day saying that, you know, we have friends for different reasons. Some are there for a lifetime and some are just there for a season. And that the universe gives us these people in our life to help us on our journey, to help us learn something for all sorts of different reasons. But we don't need to hold on to them so tightly and let them go that that we have people in our life for all different seasons. Yeah, yeah. I, I learned that too. Interesting that you say that. And that really helped me because like from nature, I'm a pretty loyal person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so once somebody has kind of earned my friendship, um, it's really, really difficult for me to let go, even though it's not supporting me. Or, you know, some people at some point turn just into people who take all the time. Mm. So it's also a, a question like, how can you protect yourself from people who just take, who are energy vampires, so mm -hmm, to speak? Mm -hmm. And just, you know, where you maybe coach for free all the time or give advice all the time for free. But when you turn around and you want to do something fun or you have a question, they kind of disappear. Mm -hmm. So being really, really clear on who is there for life, so to speak, who is there for the season, who's just there to be your mirror and show you something you can't see mm. all by yourself. Um, just when you know that, Life is about change. When I understood that piece, it was easier for me. I'm not saying it's easy. I still struggle sometimes in making decisions um, of, you know, who I need to let go or spend less time with. Mm -hmm. And um, But once you understood that whole concept and you can say yes to something, you will realize you can't do both things at the same time. Mm. So you will need to make a decision. And if you really want that impact, if you really want to have a fulfilled life, you probably have to say more no than you do right now. Mm. I love that. That's so powerful. Mm. Now, for people that have been listening to this episode, Christine, and they're really enjoying what you're talking about and getting a lot of value You've got an online summit coming up called The Experience. Can you please share a little bit more about what this is and how people can become involved? Yeah. So well, I have been creating online summits or masterclasses, as I, as I call them, over the last years. And I figured, you know, this is a really cool way to learn myself, <laughs> mm -hmm. but also to inspire people with amazing success story or stories of, of these people like who came either maybe from nothing or who had a really, really difficult start. Or, you know, sometimes we just sit there and we see other people and we think, well, they're so successful. Mm. And we procrastinate and we stop losing momentum or we get frustrated because we compare ourselves. So in my interviews, I always want to kind of bring out like, where's this person coming from and what put them on that path 
to success? Like what, what have been the failures? So I have, I have several online summits and, you know, they, once they're over, they're over. So what we're doing right now with the experience, it will be a page where bit by bit, we put all the online summits up there so you can experience it like it would have been live, right? You can get your complimentary ticket, you can get through, you can listen to all the amazing advice. And the next one um, that will be up there is a heart-centered lead generation summit. And uh, there are over 35 amazing speakers. And it has a curriculum where they, like, depending on the speaker, they share like, okay, this is lead generation, paid one, like Facebook, for example. This is free lead generation, organic one, like blogging or podcasting. And this is one where you do partnerships, like all the different kinds of having a joint venture partner or just having a promotional partner and so on and so forth. So it gives people the whole suite, so to speak, of what's possible. And we even have a session about the legal stuff you need to know when you go online mm -hmm. um, with some really cool, amazing um, templates. Every, every speaker is bringing a gift, but every speaker is presenting. It's not, you know, one of these where you basically have 10 minutes of content and then, you know, 30 minutes talk about the amazing gift and how you can work with me. It really gives value. I even had one person who said, well, this like is an MBA for lead generation. Oh, cool. So this is really, really valuable. And we're setting up these experiences for you to, to go in and experience it day by day um, with the content kind of dripping so you can watch it, um, that you can just take away the best stuff and really thrive in your business. Mm. So we'll pop the links up for the experience in the show notes. So you just head to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast and head to Christine Schlonsky's episode and you'll find the link to that experience right there in the show notes. Thanks so much for joining me, Christine. And uh, I really, really hope to see you here on the podcast again one day. I'd love to. Thank you so much for having me, Sam. It was wonderful. Great questions. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to the show. Whenever you're ready, here are three ways I can help you. Number one, grab a free copy of the Thought Leaders Positioning Checklist over at samantharileyglobal forward slash checklist. Number two, check out my inner circle for coaches, experts, and change makers over at samanthariley.global forward slash inner circle. Or number three, connect with me to discuss how I can work with you on a more personal or a one-on-one -on -one level at hello at samanthariley.global. I look forward to hanging out with you here again on Thursday, right here on the Thought Leaders Business Lab.